Hey guys, I'm Caitlin Adams, and welcome to the Kirk Students Podcast. We're the student ministry from the Kirk Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where you'll hear sermons from Josh Lyle, Colin Grant, and other guest speakers. You can look in the show notes for small group questions and talking points. Make sure you subscribe and share with anyone who follows Kirk Students. If you want to know more about us or get in touch, visit us at thekirk.com or follow us on Instagram at Kirk Students. Now, let's jump in. Special guest preacher. Hello. <laughs> wow, man. Man, let's give let's give a hand for the praise team, man. It's you guys did really good. I, it's it's not easy. You know, I, I remember the little church that I came from when I was like in high school. They asked me to help out with praise and worship. That was garbage. I was bad. <laughs> man, like you know, they had me with this little guitar. It only had five strings. And, you know, here's the worst part. They didn't even give you chords. Yo, they just woke up on Sundays and said, hey, what you want to play? I'm like, I don't even know nothing. What do you want? What do you mean? You know, that's, that's kind of how it was growing up in a little small town. You know, um, you know, my name is, I guess, let me introduce myself. I'm sorry. I feel like I just know a lot of you. So I'm just like, okay, let me just go. But, you know, my name's Myron. And, you know, I'm from Sand Springs. I don't know where you guys, if you guys know where that's at, but it's kind of out west. So, you know, you hear bad stories about West Tulsa. You know, it kind of gets weird over there, but it's kind of country, too. We have a Walmart, so we're not that bad. So, you know, that's, we have that going for us. So, you know, I'm, I want to start by saying that I'm, I'm blessed to be here. You know, I, I want to thank Pastor Colin, and I want to thank Pastor Josh and my lovely wife. You know, don't look at her. She's shy, but she's the only black. It's okay, you can laugh at it. It's not racist. You can laugh. It's okay. <laughs> but I'm extremely excited to be here. I don't know if you guys can tell that because this is a huge day. You know, not only for me, but I think for all of us. You know, for me, it is because you know, when I first came to the Kirk, I was just a janitor. You know, I was a college dropout. You know, this is the best job that I could find, cleaning toilets. You know, but I just want to take a moment and just look at the power of God to say that I'm here sharing the stage to be able to share this message that has changed my life. I'm here that it will change your life as well. But I think that's where I think you guys are blessed too because, you know, today, I mean, this, this isn't about me. This isn't me trying to pat myself on the back, this isn't, you know, yes, my, you did, you made the stage, but this is to serve you guys. And this message, like I said before, is going to change your life. Because I know it changed mine. You know, there's, there's an epidemic in the church. You know, not just the coronavirus, but there's an epidemic of purpose. So many Christians think that we just got saved just to go to church on Sundays and to show up for Wednesday night services. And so you, you people spend decades just doing this, going through that. And then they might say, well, maybe God wants me to be blessed. 
Maybe he wants me to make a little bit of money. Maybe he wants me to go to college in between that. And so we just think it's really about just you just showing up faithfully on Sunday, you showing up on Wednesdays, making a little bit of money, having a family. That's not it. And I hope that you don't think that's it. And I hope that you just don't want that. You know, I hope that you want to live a life full of power, a life impacting others, a life changing culture, community, wherever you may find yourself. And so that's why I'm going to talk about this topic today. That's why I'm going to talk to you guys about serving. Serving. You might be thinking, okay, that's kind of mundane. Like, you kind of let us down to talk about serving. You're supposed to be talking about something else. But let me tell you that there's two parts of the gospel. There's our relationship with God, right? Like, we pray, we, like, you know, attend church, these different things like that. But there's also how we relate to others on this earth. We're not called just to come to church together and just have a good time and sing, which is great. We need that. That's that's powerful. I, church changed my life. But there's more to that. The key is serving. Serving. Now, when I want to say serving, I'm not talking about servanthood. I'm not talking about slavery or anything like that, right? What I mean by serving is to take care of somebody. Meet their needs. You know, kind of like our parents, right? You know, I had a really good mother, or I have a really good mother. You know, she worked two jobs, would come home and cook, clean, take care of me to give me the best opportunity that I could to teach. She took care of me. That's how I know she loved me. And today, I want to talk about why that's important. I'm going to show you guys that it's essential. Like, this is really our purpose of being Christians, other than to worship God and to live with God, right? So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, if we could go ahead and get the first slide, I think it's like a scripture. Oh, that is deep. Wow. Awesome. I never had this before. <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead and start. Uh, we're going to start with the first part. Um, verse 16. By this we know love, that he mean Jesus, God, right, laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Wow. Now, that's a powerful verse. You know, I mean, it, it, it reads smoothly, but think about it for a second. We know love. We know God's love because Jesus laid down his life for us, right? He left the throne in heaven. He left perfection for us. You know, not just, oh, you know, we say it so many times sometimes and it's like it comes like, oh, it's a brand. Yeah, Jesus loves me, whatever. But the weight of that, y'all, we, we don't deserve God's love. I know I don't deserve God's love. I think about, um, you know, I used to be haunted by the different mistakes that I've made in my life. The different things that I've done, the different shortcomings I've had. And the fact that God sitting in heaven saw all those terrible things, dishonoring things to him, and he still said, you're worth dying for. That's deep. That's, that's not normal. 
we can't take that kind of love for granted because love isn't in the world yet. Like, I know it. I mean, I, you know, I might have got saved when I was 12, but I definitely didn't live for the world. I lived for myself out in the world. And, you know, I have a story that kind of encapsulates that, you know, the, the, uh, the love of the world is, is shallow. It can't compare to this love right here. You know, when I was in high school, I, I had my first job. You know, I worked at Braun's. Right? So, you know, I was getting my scoops, man, giving people ice cream and different things like that. Like, I, I actually enjoyed it. I got tips, you know, and it was, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. And um, I remember, you know, during the summer, I came in, you know, I worked at the night shift. And so, you know, they, they had two shifts, day shift and night shift. And so, you know, we, I got there early enough to where I would change over. And so there was this girl there who was with the day shift. And I'm like, you know, I'm a friendly guy. I'm like, hey, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to talk and say, hey, what's, what's going on? And so, you know, I'm like, I know that she's uh, taking her break, right? And so she's like one of the skinniest people I've ever seen in my life. Like just really tall, skinny. But then she had this big old plate of food. Like I ain't never seen anything like it. I'm like, wow, can I, can I have a chicken nugget? It's, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. And so, you know, my, my, my dumb 17-year-old mind, I, I know this is wrong now. I'm married now, so I learned it. But I said, wow, that's a lot of food. You really going to eat all that? So, fellas, how many of you know you, you don't say that to a woman? You don't tell a woman, wow, you eating a lot, right? You, you don't say that. That's bad. That's real. Okay, and so really it, it turned out bad for me, right? After that, she didn't want to have anything to do with me. I tried to say, hello, how are you doing? You know, just nothing. She would just ignore me crazy. So um, it gets better, though. You know, fast forward maybe a couple months, you know, we start the school year and I play football. And I had this first game of the year, I had this really, really good game. You know, it was in the newspaper, got interviewed. It was pretty cool. You know, I was thankful, blessed. And so uh, the first day of school after that was Monday, right? Guess who the first person was on the field? Bronze. That girl, you, you know what she said? Wow, you're kind of good. Wow, that's really cool. I didn't know you were that good. That's so, that's so cool. After the whole, spending the whole summer ignoring me, now you want to be my friend? Because you think I'm good at running a ball or something? But that's the world, the, the, that's the love that the world has to offer. Only when it's convenient for them. Only when they think you need to step in. Right? And man, not to you, you might think, okay, that's just an incidental story. Okay. So I got, I got one more thing for you. Think about this. Y'all know who Donald Trump is, right? Think about that. You don't have to answer this. Does the world love Donald Trump? Thank you. The rest of my case. If the world is so great, the world is so loving and so kind, and they, they know what's up more, better than our God. Wouldn't they be praying for Donald Trump? Wouldn't they be loving this man? Wouldn't Even if they said, we don't agree with what you're doing, but we're still going to pray for you. Somebody's doing that. But our God laid down his life for us when we weren't worthy. When our, our God laid down his life for Donald Trump. No matter what you, what do you think about the guy, or 
if you think he's a terrible person, etc., whatever, it doesn't matter. God says he's worth dying for, in my opinion. And that's what makes God's love so powerful, so enduring. All right? Now, I want to I wanna just shift gears a little bit. You know, I want to focus on this last part a little bit where it says that, that he laid down his life for us. You know, so now when we think about we we think about that like, okay, we know that Jesus died on the cross. He's he's amazing. That's wonderful. But one thing that doesn't get addressed is from day one, Jesus laid down his life for us. From day one, he said, you know what, the the, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Jesus' whole life was about serving God and serving others. I mean, think about it. Think about the miracles and the amazing things that he did. Like When he fed the 3,000 twice with a couple of loaves and a couple of fish, wasn't he feeding the hungry, taking care of the needy? Or when he was healing those who were blind, the woman with the issue of blood. Wasn't he giving out free health care? Taking care of people in need? But even more important than that, when Jesus was sharing the gospel, what's that? Giving eternal life and the kingdom of God as a free gift to all who ask for the truth. we see that this was, Jesus didn't turn on his servant switch on one day. His whole life revolved around taking care of us. I think that's important because we guard against it. We don't know anything. We don't, we, we don't know what's right and what's wrong apart from what Christ has told us. And so that's why when this verse goes on to say, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brother. Because he laid down his life for us. He gave us that love. But we don't, what we don't deserve it. We, I mean, you guys are young, right? You guys have a, your lives ahead of you. And I don't want you to think that, okay, just because you're, you guys are Christian and you're saved now, you're never going to make it to high school. I made some of the worst mistakes of my life after high school. And that's so important. God, that, and I'm telling you that God's love and knowing that and understanding that he forgives you despite that. He still accepts you despite that. He still has a plan for you despite that. That's incredible. And so, I want to focus back on this duty. Because it says we ought to lay down our lives. This isn't a suggestion. This isn't, hey, maybe you should, but, oh my gosh, this is, we ought to. Been so good to us, who are we to not do good to others? Even we do, when we don't think they deserve it, even when they make us mad, even when they don't agree with us, even when they they don't look like us, etc. Who are we to withhold God's love from us when He didn't withhold His love from us? And you know, the question that we might that we must ask ourselves after that is okay, 
that serving is important. We see from the scriptures where God is saying it is important. That is, we have to do it. It's powerful. The world needs this kind of love because the world doesn't have it. How do we do this? I'm a, I'm a practical guy. Like, I, I'm like, okay, well, how do we do this? Step one, step two. And, you know, in, in serving and taking care of others and sharing, sharing God's love with each other, you know, we could teach a whole week over this. I couldn't cover a week of it. Because, you know, there's so many different people in the world. There's so many different ways you connect with different people, right? But today, what I want to give you, I want to give you the cheat code. I want to, this, this key right here changed my life. Changed how I lived my life, changed how I interacted with people. And I think it'll do the same. I don't think. I know it'll do the same for you guys. And that cheat code is to pray. You know, to ask God, if you ever you come across somebody you may not like, a situation you don't know how to handle, say, God, show me what to do. Show me what to say. Do. God honors that. Let me tell you, you know, I, I wake up every morning and I say, I, I pray these two prayers. God, let me love you, and let me love others. You know, by doing something little like that, I'm taking my focus off of myself. Because we can't serve people effectively. We can't take care of other people if we're focused on taking care of ourselves. Because if my main purpose in being nice to you and trying to treat you right is so I feel like I'm a good person. So I can pat myself on the back at the end of the day. I did my one good deed. That's not service. That's self-service. You're serving yourself. We know our God is greater than that. That's not the type of love that he has. There's nothing in God for God to gain in doing that. In fact, he lost his life to take care of us. So we know that that God's love, this, this service is about the other person. It's saying, hey, man, you know what? I want to give you a compliment or I want to I, I, I give you this, this free meal. I want to give you this gift card, whatever, because I love you. Not because I want to feel good about myself today, but because I genuinely care about your well-being. I want to make sure you're taken care of. The second part of why we have to pray is because God hears us. Man, let me tell you, like, when I discovered that God actually wants to answer our prayers, that changed my life. Oh, my gosh, because, I mean, I mean, think about it. You think I'm up here really speaking about this on my own power? Like, I really know, have, have serving, uh, this whole message, I came up with this by myself. I didn't. You can ask my wife. I, I'm, I'm praying constantly. Up here, I'm, I'm praying. I'm walking around. I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to say? What's the message? How does this tie in together? It's only by the power of God I can get up here and stand and share this message with you guys. You know, and I, I, I want to tell you guys this story. Now, this story is really special to me because it's so recent, but it's so powerful because I really believe 
that it fully just summarizes everything we've been talking about. About God's unconditional love. About serving. You know, um, when I was in high school, I had a really good friend. You know, actually, we met in eighth grade. And, you know, he moved here from Dothan, Illinois. And, um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, we just spent a lot of time together. We both played football. You know, we both were in sports. We both wanted to do the same thing. So we spent a lot of time with each other at school, especially. And, you know, I don't think he realizes it. But he was honestly my best friend when I was in high school. I didn't really have a lot of close friends. But, you know, somewhere over the course of our high school career, um, you know, by our senior year, you know, we really drifted apart in a big way. You know, to the point to where on graduation day, we didn't even sit next to each other. We didn't take any pictures together. I don't even remember running into each other. You know, but, you know, that's, that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant if you really love somebody, despite the disagreements you really have, despite the failings that they might have, the disagreements you may have, you still care for that person. And so, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, we reconnected. He hit me up, or we hit each other up, maybe. I was like, hey, man, we ought to get together. Let's spend some time. Let's catch up. So I'm like, cool. So we go, and guess where we go? Browns. <laughs> and I like Browns. I'm sorry, man. It's top five best restaurants in the world. Bro. But, you know, we, we meet up there. You know, I'll never forget the day. Just powerful. You know, we're catching up. He's telling me what he's got going on. You know, tell him what I got going on and different things like that. And it's really cool. It's refreshing just to catch up with an old friend. Nothing like it. And, um, but then he gets to a point and he's done. He's like, man, honestly, I haven't been doing so good lately. You know, I've been depressed. I've been feeling really down. I've even thought about killing myself. And, you know, when he told me that in that moment, I'm thinking, oh, God, like, how do I serve him? I've never felt like that. What can I say to somebody? And so... You know, in my mind, I'm just like, well, God, what do we do? What do I say? What do you want me to say? And thank God he gave me something. You know, I can't remember the particulars, but, you know, it was probably encouraging. You know, just, hey, man, you know, just different things like that. Just, you know, be okay. You know, I understand. And, but I think the real thing that God really wanted me to say was, hey, man, you know, on Fridays we have this really cool church service in Oklahoma City. You know, I drive like an hour and a half to go check it out called Overflow. So worth it. I think it'll really be good for you. He said, okay, that's cool. So two months go by, you know, I'm getting ready to move to Colorado to finish school. And, you know, I'm about, this is the last little uh, Overflow church meeting I'm going to go to before I move away for a year. And so I said, hey, man, do you want to come catch it? This is the last time I'm going to be here. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll be there. So he goes, I go, I go, and it's, it was amazing to see what happened that night. I wish he would have been there. Everybody in that place, even though they were perfect strangers, they, they welcomed this man with the most loving response that I've ever seen in my life. 
everybody was talking to him. Everybody was encouraging him. Everybody was speaking so highly of him. They didn't even know this. It was, it was amazing just to see him just smiling throughout the night every time somebody would come up to him and say something nice. Every time somebody would come over and say, hey, man, I'm going to pray for you. It was wow. It's at a loss of words. And, you know, I remember that night we, we get out of the church meeting. And so I'm walking him back to his car, and he's like, man, thank you so much for inviting me. You know, because I was heading down that same path. But tonight, I changed that. And I want to say that his testimony isn't over. The guy today is married. He has his own business. He's a, he's a dog trainer, right? This is the coolest thing ever. He, he, he used to be afraid of dogs. He owns a, probably the most well-trained Rottweiler I've ever seen in my life. But get this. The guy just moved to Houston last week, and he texted me last night. He said, bro, guess whose house I was at? James Harden. The guy is training dogs for professional athletes. What a couple years ago, he was thinking about taking his life. You see the power of God serving, taking care of people. Don't think of serving just as picking up after yourself. Don't think of serving just as give, doing a favor to somebody. It's all of those things. Think of serving as being there for somebody. Asking somebody how they are. Listening. Providing somebody with care. Sitting with them. Smiling with them. All those things are powerful. Who would have thought a simple gesture? Would you come to church with me on Friday? Would change his life and lead him to where he is today. You know, let's go ahead and pray, God. Father, I want to thank you for everybody here. I want to thank you for this day. I ask that you we just continue to bring us closer to you. Father, we know that we can't serve unless you serve us every day. And Father, I want to ask that if there's anybody here who hasn't experienced your love, your kindness, your freedom, Father, I ask that they receive that, that they receive salvation, that they put their faith in you, and they seek you. And Father, I ask that you open our eyes to how we may serve, to how we may take, better take care of our friends, our family, our loved ones today, tomorrow, and forever. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you.